0: Hey there, Darren Gallup here. In this episode of Why I'm Still Awake, I'm going to walk you through the concepts of managing assets and third-party vendors. Why I'm Still Awake is a weekly podcast where I talk about the things I'm working on, the problems I'm solving, and other things that are keeping me from getting to bed at a reasonable hour. The second episode of the series, Information Security and Data Privacy Domains and Controls. Throughout this series, I'm going to cover the various domains of information security and data privacy as they apply to small and medium-sized business. I will provide an overview without diving into specific standards, frameworks, or regulations. I'll be focusing on the principles and best practices that generally make up the foundation of almost all standards, frameworks, and regulations that pertain to information security or data privacy. I will also share some insight on how these domains can actually apply to your personal life, your family, and your home. All right, let's dive in. So let's talk about assets first. When we talk about asset management, the domain asset management, this is the definition we use in my work at Carbide. The asset management domain focuses on the identification, tracking, and protection of an organization's asset throughout their life cycle. It emphasizes the assignment of asset ownership, defining the business use of assets, and establishing appropriate security requirements to safeguard against unauthorized access, theft, loss, damage, or destruction. This domain ensures effective and efficient management of assets, promoting accountability and informed decision-making while supporting compliance with relevant regulations and standards. So, the question of what an asset is, and I actually get this question quite a bit because sometimes people get confused, is an is an asset a computer? Well, absolutely. Is an asset a car? Yes, your home is an asset. Parts of your home are an asset data can be an asset. So if you have a data set, like a great example in your home would be your photo collection is an asset, something you'd want to protect. So this is a really important part of information security and data privacy, really understanding all of the assets in your business or in your personal life. What are the assets that you have? What are the value of those assets to you? And this will also help you understand which assets need the most protection. These are going to be the assets that are of the greatest degree of importance. Now, I'll read through some of the controls. Again, not a comprehensive list of controls around assets, but just some high-level controls to give you a sense of how we look at asset management. So again, in every case, we have policies in an information security program, data privacy program, if you're writing it down. If you're going to do it and take it seriously, it should be written in a policy. So having an asset management policy would be critical. Having an inventory of these assets. So basically, again, you want to document what assets that you have in your business and you want to track them. You want to be able to track and monitor those assets. The next one is really establishing ownership and responsibility. So once you have all the assets written down, you understand the importance of assets Then having assignment of who owns the asset, who's responsible for that asset, super important. And then the next one would be determining security requirements for each asset. This is where reflecting back to the risk assessment can be very impactful. Basically understanding which assets need which security requirements. And some examples, for example, you could look at a building or your home and you could determine what are the physical security requirements so you put it on your home things can be things like lighting outside inside locks doors locked windows cameras security alarms things like that those are examples of security requirements when you're talking about something like your network you could have security requirements like you know updating firewalls checking network uh, infrastructure changing passwords periodically if you're looking at an asset such as a laptop you'll have things like running your updates uh, security patches um, you know other things of that nature so that's just a, a so just some high level around when you're thinking about your asset requirements another one would be thinking about business use so in a business environment what is the appropriate use case for assets what are people allowed to do with assets versus what they're not allowed to do so a great example would be company-owned computers. They would likely be for business use. You may allow some personal use. You'd certainly want to restrict that personal use. You don't want people downloading malicious software. You don't want people accessing uh, potentially compromised websites or inappropriate websites. So just thinking about that, having that documented in policy and making sure it's really clear what people can and cannot do uh, in terms of how they use business assets. All right, so let's talk now about third-party management. And we at, at Carbide, in, in my, my work as, as a cybersecurity professional, we define third-party management as the following. The third-party management domain deals with the identification, evaluation, and management of risks associated with third-party vendors and service providers. This domain encompasses maintaining an inventory of third-party relationships, conducting assessments like risk assessments on those vendors, implementing a comprehensive management program, and ensuring proper contractual agreements are in place. It aims to ensure that third-party providers meet an organization's cybersecurity and privacy requirements, effectively managing potential risks and protecting sensitive data, systems, and operations so again like every other domain we want to make sure we have coverage for this in our written policies we also want to practice third party access management and what I mean by that is a robust third party access management program is in place in your organization and this is designed to ensure that only authorized and necessary access is granted to the organization's systems applications and data When you're building this program, it has to involve conducting due diligence before granting access, continuously monitoring and auditing third-party activities and implementing technical controls such as multi-factor authentication and privilege access management to safeguard critical assets. Third-party contracts is another key component here. So you wanna make sure that your organization establishes third-party contracts to align interests, ensure location restrictions for information processing and storage and ensure that the proper programs are in place to protect systems and data. And you basically do this by having a third-party management program in place in your business. So this is basically a comprehensive program for managing third-party service providers, ensuring vendors meet the organization's cybersecurity and privacy requirements. It includes conducting due diligence procedures, establishing contractual provisions, and implementing ongoing monitoring and oversight to, to ensure that the vendors you're working with are meeting compliance or they're not taking out of compliance. They're not not introducing new risks to the business that don't make sense for you to subject yourself to. So again, in the same way that we do our risk assessment, we talked about in the last episode, you'd want to do a risk assessment on these third parties. So really understanding because you're going to have different third parties. Some may pose greater risks than others. Um, I'll give you an example. Obviously, if you have your web application hosted in a cloud, that cloud provider would be a very likely to be a high risk vendor. So you certainly want to go very deep in terms of your due diligence and the controls, uh, making sure that there's controls put around that vendor. A lower risk vendor, um, it, it could be, uh, for example, an organization that delivers food to your business or delivers supplies. They may be a lower risk. Um, I say may because it depends on the supplies and, and, and what they're doing exactly, but just to give you a bit of an, uh, an idea of sort of the variation of, of how one vendor can be riskier than another. Having an inventory, same as we talked about in assets, you want to have an inventory of all your vendors. And this is part of the process of third-party management. So having a third-party management program in your organization will include having that inventory. In the same way, you want to have people that are owners that are that are assigned responsibility to those vendors. So that's that's really it. Very high level talking about some of these concepts. I do want to bring up how does this apply, because we've been we've been trying to talk a little bit about how does this apply to your personal life. So if you're thinking about assets in your per- personal life, you're going to be thinking about your physical assets. You're going to be thinking about your data assets as well. So uh, a great example would be, and I mentioned this a little earlier, is something like your family photo album, something you certainly would not want to lose. Those are memories um, you know, over a long period of time and you're not going to want to lose that stuff. So whether you're talking about physical photos that you have, in photo albums or more commonly today, people are taking photos on their phones and they have these photos digitally. And I hear all the time horrible stories about people losing eight, nine, 10 years of photos of great memories, trips, babies, births, all kinds of you know stuff that's just very critical to you as a family and, and, and it's very sad to hear people losing that. So identifying those assets and making sure that you have controls in place to protect those assets and um, you know that, that's that's what you want to do when you think about asset management in terms of your home life and your family life. And when we talk about third parties, What I would think about there, what are the organizations that you use? And third parties from a personal perspective can be things like a backup provider, it can be your personal email provider, your internet provider. If you have an IT company that deals with installing and setting up your internet or your Wi-Fi uh, or or that manages your security system, cameras, um, making sure that you treat those vendors and really look at those vendors and make sure you're making good decisions. Um, going with the cheapest vendor all the time may not be the best plan. You want to make sure you can go with vendors you can trust, vendors that can expl- that can explain and demonstrate that they have appropriate security programs in place, but also you're going to want to just make sure that the higher risk vendors you take a deeper look at. So think about that. And you know, when you're talking about your family, you could also look at things like social media. These are not you're not you're not paying these organizations, but anything you're using, anything you're signing into, anything you're signing up for the apps you install on your phone, anything that you're giving access to personal information. um, These are things you want to consider and just think about that. Make sure that you're, you're being mindful and thoughtful of the third parties that you're using in your home and in your business. All right. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please take a second and rate the episode and share it with any friends, family members, or colleagues who you think may enjoy or otherwise benefit from it. Why I'm Still Awake is a weekly podcast that comes out every Wednesday morning. Next week's episode, we're going to be talking about data management and data privacy. See you next week.